Welcome to the Wags of SEI podcast, where we discuss life, love, and caregiving after spinal cord injury, hosted by Elena Pauly and Brooke Paget. Both our partners are quadriplegics, and after connecting online in 2017, we began the advocacy and support group WAGS of SCI, which is an acronym for Wives and Girlfriends of Spinal Cord Injury. So you must be thinking, what is the goal with this group? Our goal is and has always been to establish and nurture a strong network of women around the world who understand and support one another while navigating the SCI life. We know firsthand the challenges that come with living this lifestyle. And our mission with this podcast is to spread education, awareness, and positivity from our unique perspective. So join us each week as we tackle deeper discussions around balancing life as a caregiver and a lover to someone with a spinal cord injury. Thank you so much for tuning in to the WAGS of SEI podcast. Here we go. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Wishart Brain and Spine Law. Led by our personal mentor and lawyer, Robin Wishart, Wishart Brain and Spine Law is a uniquely specialized law firm located in Vancouver, British Columbia. They focus their practice on complex spinal cord injury and traumatic brain injury cases, and they work with clients all over North America as advocates and a much needed resource in the spinal cord injury community. Robin and her team look at their clients differently than other firms. You're not just a case, you're a person with a family, a life, and a purpose. They are always looking for ways to help improve the quality of life for their clients by providing the support they need for their recovery, such as assisting with insurance and benefits paperwork, finding resources for home adaptations, setting up medical appointments with doctors and specialists, and making sure that their clients are doing physically and mentally okay. Wish Our Brain and Spine Law is proud to support WAGS of SCI. Robin is committed to helping clients and their families any way that she can, because she wants you to live your life and not your claim. Your first consultation is always free. So contact them at brainandspinelaw.com and make sure to mention that the WAGS of SCI sent you. everybody and welcome back to a brand new season of the Wags of SCI podcast. It is the beginning of January. We are back uh, with your hosts Brooke Paget and Elena Polly. We're super excited to start this year off with a bang. Um, it's been a challenging year for many of us um, and we are refusing to let this year get in our way of growth and expansion of the Wags of SCI community. Absolutely. And this is the best way to kick off the year with a fresh podcast. We hope Yay! everybody had a beautiful Yeah, we hope everybody had a beautiful holiday season. And I know that for many of us it is challenging, but for a lot of us, it's actually pushed us um into a new sort of way of life. You know, celebrating being inside, celebrating um doing some inner work on ourselves, our relationships, um which is, you know, a gift. I feel like that that is the the one silver lining from it all. Totally. And you know, we know a lot of you um live in areas with 
restrictions over Christmas. And a lot of your Christmases looked, you know, very, very different um, from hearing stories about, you know, twosome Christmases instead of 20 people Christmases, um, relatives not being able to fly in to see each other and doing a lot of Zoom calls and having smaller Christmases with just, you know, maybe just one or two people. Um, It's been looking very different. And, you know, we wanted to start the year off with um, a little bit of a different tone to our podcast. Um, And this is actually a great idea brought to us by Elena, um, where we highlight a specific quote or a specific passage in a inspirational book or a film or mailing list that we've seen that has really inspired us for the week. And we bring the quote on and discuss it. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so I thought that was a great idea, Elena, and we're incorporating this into our podcast for the year. And we hope that it can instill some thinking and some conversation on your guys's end, whoever's listening out there, um, and give you something to think about. Absolutely. And I think this idea actually came to me from, we did the Secret Santa this year with the Wags of SCI, as we do every year. And my Secret Santa gifted me this beautiful little book for anybody who kind of wants to follow along with our uh, a new uh, mindfulness piece. The little book is called A Year of Positive Thinking. And each and every single day, you open up the book to a fresh page with a cute little quote or something that you know maybe you really just need to hear it's a great way to start off the day instead of hopping on your phone checking out your you know social media platforms or turning on the news and getting blasted with what's going on out there it's really important to wake up maybe a little bit earlier do a little meditation even just five minutes have your hot water lemon or whatever do some stretches and then begin your day so this is a new sort of way to reposition our thinking Yeah, for sure. It's such a great idea. And it's also a good idea for the podcast because, you know, a lot of you out there are just, you know, we like to facilitate discussion and we like to facilitate new thinking and we like to facilitate self-care and getting beyond, you know, the structure of the SCI and caregiver life that, you know, we're constantly faced with every day. And so I think this is a really great idea. And so each week we're going to be alternating. So some weeks it's going to be a quote from Elena. Some weeks it's going to be a quote from me, uh, Brooke, and um, we're going to be sharing it with each other for the first time as well, which I think is cool because that brings kind of like an on the spot thinking to each of the quotes. So this week um, I am sharing a quote from the Abraham Hicks publication series, which my husband and I started following um, Abraham Hicks and their kind of teachings and and speaking workshops uh a few years before my husband's injury and we've stayed on their mailing list and they send every week it's called a daily quote series a daily quote motivational series and it comes to the our inboxes every day and I found one that I like to save the ones that I really resonate with and so I found one from March 29th um of this year that I thought would be a really good quote to share for the new year, but also in relation to our group and helping other women and couples. Because I feel like um, a big commonality in our community of spinal cord injury and of caregivers is we meet a lot of people that we want to help and that want to help us and that we want to reach out to. And 
they come across all the time in, in different ways, especially, you know, being leaders of WEGS of SCI, we see this all the time in our group where people are suffering and we want to help them. And, you know, there's a fine line between helping somebody and like absorbing their pain. And I think that's something that Elaine and I have both str- mm-hmm. struggled with a little bit. Like you, you want to help people, but you also don't want to come from a place of lack and you also don't want to absorb their pain into your own you know yeah world, exactly right well you don't want to i mean you want to help but you don't want to take it on as yours totally as well. totally um okay so this is the march 29th quote it's a little bit long but i think it's really good okay here it is so when you're feeling the discomfort from seeing other people in a lackful or needy situation and you decide to help them from your place of discomfort No lasting value ever occurs for two important reasons. First, you are not in alignment with the energy of your source, and so you have no real value to give that person. And second, your attention to their need only amplifies their need. Of course, it's a wonderful thing to help others, but you must do it from your position of strength and alignment, which means you must be in alignment with their success as you offer assistance and not in alignment with their problem. When your awareness of their situation makes you uncomfortable and you offer help to make them feel better and to make yourself feel better, you are not in the vortex and you are not helping. When you feel an inspired eagerness to offer something because you want to participate in their happy, successful process, your attention to their success harmonizes with the point of view of your source and the infinite resource of the universe is at your disposal. And that does help. So I thought that was really cool because, you know, we get a lot of, yeah, I love that. Right. I thought it was really Mm -hmm. powerful for the start of the year because it's something that we've all learned and are learning when you come from a place of lack and pain yourself you can't really support someone in their growth. No, you can't. But also you have to see the motivation behind why you're participating in that as well, right? Whether you're, you know how the quote that that says, misery loves company. That yes. is, I absolutely do not love that at all. And sometimes it's almost better to, you know, to kind of back off and not participate than to sink your teeth in. Well, and I know, do you remember when we first started the group? And it's something we still come across to this day, not as frequently because we've maintained our stance. But I remember when we mm-hmm. first started the group, we had a lot of pushback because we've we kind of mandated the group to be a place where it's not a place where you can't vent about your struggles. It's not that. It's that it's a place of constructive feedback and accountability. And we had a lot of people coming up against us saying, um, you know, we want to share our our frustrations and be upset. And, you know, we had some people that wanted to bash their partners and, and talk about how frustrating their life is, but they weren't seeking a resolution. They just wanted somebody to, to, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? They wanted somebody to like align themselves with them in their troubles, which is toxic, right? Yes, it is. And the thing with that is that everybody wants to feel that they can grieve and they experience they can express their sadness and have somebody understand. But I feel like that sort of thinking, and I've learned this myself many, many, many times over is that if, if that's what you're looking for, there's no specific resolution. No, 
saying that it's not okay to feel negative feelings and feel like you want to share and have somebody understand that, you know, they too are going through these negative feelings as well. But I find that if you just, it's not ignoring, it's not like ignorance is bliss, but I find that if you focus on more of a solution, like how do I fix this? And also, if you also kind of look at it as this is an opportunity to develop some new skills, and this is an opportunity to get myself, you know, out of this sort of, I guess, like, I don't want to say toxic thinking, but out of the negative thinking that, you know, you just become stronger and you find new ways of adapting and you find new ways of taking on challenging situations, which is, which is pretty great. Yeah. And like, the thing is, is, you know, there's so many quotes and sayings out there from, you know, mindfulness experts and gurus that say, you can't help somebody from a place of struggle yourself. You have to like, when you actually want help from somebody else and advice from somebody else, get it from somebody whose life you admire and whose abilities to, you know, turn over a new leaf and, and look up and think in a direction of like, I want to better my life instead of somebody that is supporting beliefs that may not be the best thing for you. Do you know what I mean? Not that there's anything wrong with like, yeah, sorry. What were you going to say? I do. No, I do. I totally know what you mean. And going kind of, kind of going back to like the group, I guess what we were talking about was there was a bit of, I don't want to say bashing, but people were coming onto the group and basically saying, you know, this needs to be a space for us to be able to vent about our partners, about our tough times. And we always, we always say, yes, you can absolutely do that, but make sure that you also come up with a constructive way of how to solve your problem yourself. You know, it's okay to say, Hey, I'm having a really bad day today. This life can be very challenging. Maybe it's a bit trickier today, but also look forward to some, some way to celebrate at the end of that. And I think that's the kind of balance we always try to you know, stick to and um, try to kind of celebrate looking forward, looking up. Maybe that means at the end of the day, you make yourself a really nice meal together, or maybe you go for a walk through the challenging things. It's almost like a reward system to keep yourself accountable for your own thinking and your own actions. Yeah. And I, you know, I remember, you know, in in virtual life and regular life, we used to get, oh, you guys have rose-colored glasses on. Like, this isn't reality. And it, we would always say to those people, you know, this isn't about wearing rose-colored glasses. You know, like you said, you're invited to vent. You're invited to express your frustration. But frame it, like you were saying, in a way that is, like, constructive to yourself and that is honoring yourself and your partner instead of like, and your choices, like, like every life choice we've made is a life choice we've made. (laughs) So we can't just take those life choices and Mm -hmm. say, you know, this is a shitty situation. I don't want any support getting out of it, or I don't want to be motivated to help move through it so that I can see those feelings where they're coming from and deal with it. I just want to bash my partner and get upset. And that doesn't help anybody. So I really feel but I think that also, yeah, and I think that sorry, also happens in in regular relationships, not just SCI. Right. 100%. <laughs> and um, I want to just kind of touch on the fact that I feel that if if we have learned anything through 2020 is that 
we have learned that we can do hard things. 2020 was a hard year and we got through it. So I feel at the end of the day, it's kind of like, bring it on. We can, we can really just kind of, you know, work through and face anything. 2020, we got it. We did it. We got through it. We, we came, came up on, on top through it. And now we just kind of move on through 2021. We can do hard things. Yeah. And I think that it's great. Um, because a lot of us in the spinal cord injury community, um, we kind of have the view of like, when you're thrown into a pit of despair, and you're at the lowest point of your life. Um, and you actually look back and you can make it through them, it just makes you stronger in the end. It's the amor fati of living. It's, you know, loving your fate, loving what's been given to you. Um, and I feel like the whole world was exposed in a way to that way of thinking where they're looking at the situation and they're like, Oh my God, this has been the worst year of my life. You know, whether you've lost people or you've been sick yourself or you've been isolated and you've been having an extremely rough time mentally. Um, we can look at that and say, there is an opportunity here to come out as stronger individuals for the collective and just learning mm-hmm. from what has happened and how resilient human beings could do, can be and how there's so much horrible stuff going on right now, but there's also so much amazing stuff that is going on right now that the media likes to highlight, you know, things that are bad that are going on um, in the world because it sells, right? People want to click on on things that are that are terrible and it just makes you feel worse. But when you look at things that are still going on in the world right now that have been happening due to COVID, um, how people are repairing relationships with each other and people are realizing how short life is and how precious life is and how Mm -hmm. there's major shifts going on in the world right now in a positive way. Um, I think this is a year to focus on, on that and, and see how resilient humans can be. Right. I feel, yeah, for sure. And I feel like, I think my, um, most favorite part about, the shift in the planet right now is for the animals, for the trees, for nature, for the for the earth regenerating itself. We've all kind of taken a step back. I I know for myself, and I think for you too, we've we've been spending a lot more time outdoors than inside a gym working out, which is also incredible. Reconnecting to the planet, reconnecting to yourself. Yeah, for right? sure. For sure. So let's kind of finish up the podcast and talk about you know, what are you doing for like, you know, I know we're not so much focused on like personally on linear time of like, Oh, now that 20, you know, 2020 is over. Let's do 2021. Now let's make a change. And kind of like, neither of us really like to like get into that mindset Mm -hmm. of like focusing on, Oh, January resolutions. But whether we like it or not, now is a great time to like, look at, you know, the changes and the resolutions that we do want to make that are sustainable, that Mm -hmm. will better us, especially when it comes to like our life as caregivers and wags of SCI, people that give a lot, um, focusing on self care has always been a a really top priority of us because it's hard to get that time in. Right. Um, so what it is, yeah. So what are you focusing on big or small this coming year? I think just creating new habits, creating new healthy habits. Um, I've been, I feel like it's, you know, there hasn't been that much that has changed in terms of scheduling and 
and that kind of stuff. But I, I feel like I'm definitely prioritizing more, a little bit more self-care in terms of like what I said earlier, waking up, reading a positive quote, doing a little bit of journaling, being able to kind of bring yourself back down to earth, reconnecting your mind and your body into the present moment, as opposed to jumping up and like, you know, jumping up, grabbing your coffee, turning on the news, and then just bolting through the day. So it's just kind of, I want to say I'm a little bit more mindful to slow down a little bit, if that makes sense, especially when when you give so much to other people, you have to start taking care of yourself too. And I feel honestly, through the COVID, I've kind of let that go. I haven't been going for those nature walks as much. Um, Through the beginning of COVID, I was really kind of, you know, a little bit scared and a little bit uncertain. But now, um, towards the end, I'm definitely scheduling more nature time, just doing the things that really feel good for your soul. Um, And I know you are too, you're doing your long walks. And what else are you doing? Yeah, so um, I definitely get a bit cringeworthy when I'm reading all these New Year's resolution posts. I'm just like, oh, God, like, whatever. This is so silly. (laughs) But I feel like there is something to be said about checking in with yourself, I guess, even if it's once a year and just looking and saying, okay, so that year has passed. What could I do to shift myself a little bit in the more of a direction that I want to go in? Um, and what has the last year taught me? And I feel like, you know, I've spoken about this a lot on the podcast and the private group where I feel like some of the darkest emotions that were hidden in my soul and my darkest fears were from my partner's injury and the traumas that I experienced that I covered up were shown to me again during COVID, especially the initial month or two, where I was kind of given an opportunity to look at those fearful emotions and decide if I want to keep those in my soul or not. And if I want to release them and how does my body feel about that? And it was definitely challenging. And I definitely faced some of the most darkest states of my life during the past eight months. Um, But I can honestly say that, again, I would never change it for the world. I feel like I've learned Mm -hmm. so much about myself and my partner and my my life and how important it is to face the feelings that you're scared of. uh, Because it makes you into a stronger person. And Mm -hmm. so for this year, I mean, I threw out, I would say for the first two months of COVID, I was very scared and I was staying inside. I was scared to go outside for a walk even. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I can't keep staying inside. Like this is brutal. Like I need to get out and move. I need to get out and see nature and breathe in the fresh air. And so I made a commitment to myself that I would not miss a day of walking and except for the occasional couple of days here and there, which is taking time off for, you know, certain things that I needed to, I have not missed a day of walking. I do my 5k every day. I try, I'm trying to do a bit more because I feel like it's helping my mental state so much being outside in nature and reconnecting with nature and, um, being outside and breathing in the fresh air. And, you know, my partner, my husband and I will go on walks together with our dog. And it's just been so, so nice to like pick up the pace and, and get a sweat going and just see my neighborhood. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, and I think that going forward, um, I've started this new routine a couple of months ago where I've tried to like reverse six years of fight or flight, um, waking up with a pounding heart rate, ready to go, ready to get on with my partner's routine, ready to be there and push through and caregive and having that 
um, just it's it's I can't describe it other than stress, right? And so waking up in stress is not yeah. a way to wake up. Well, it's that you jump out of bed and you're like, Let, let's go, yeah. let's go, 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 yeah. go, go. And then you check everything off your list. And then before you know it, especially with um, how dark it gets and how early, it, how it gets dark earlier, I want to yeah. say, sorry, um, it feels like your day is over really quickly. Yeah. And it's just like starting off the day with an elevated heart rate in a stress mode where I feel like I have to be it's a perspective. It's hundred percent of perspective. You don't have to wake up that way. But I realized during the past few months and during COVID that that way of waking up was from stress created during my partner's accident and just feeling like I had to be on all the time. And it doesn't need to be that way. I don't need to wake up that way. So I've kind of come to a shift in perspective where I wake up in the morning, 15 minutes earlier, 30 minutes earlier, depending on when I wake up naturally, Um, make my coffee, sit there, do a little bit of a 10 minute check in with myself, meditation, whatever you want to call it, deep breathing exercise. And then I also um, uh, smoke some of my higher CBD, I believe it's 17% CBD and 10% THC um, now. And what it does is just a couple puffs of that relax my nervous system, wake up, more naturally instead of like a drill sergeant (laughs) waking me up Mm -hmm. every morning. Like I I like to call like my, my stressor and my fight or flight guys, like my drill sergeant. Okay, Brooke, wake up in the morning. Now's the time to go (laughs) get up and do this and do that. And it's like, it doesn't need to be that way. And that is from years of training yourself to be on all the time. And it doesn't need to be that way. So that is my goal long-winded sorry that is my goal for 2021 (laughs) is to continue on with that kind of routine because like we always say it's the little things that you do consistently that make such a difference it's not one thing right so for sure we should love that that whole uh, yeah for sure and I love that whole thing about like going for one little walk a day and then before you you know it you look back on your week and your month and you're like I went on so many walks and it was amazing and like you said go check out your neighborhood how well do you actually even know your neighborhood like the trees the streets the different houses um, you know the things that you come across along the way using your senses just to like really tap into using your five senses six senses yeah. <laughs> seven senses <laughs> yes unlimited senses <laughs> We don't even know how many senses we have, right? (laughs) Um, Oh, it's true. It's it's very, very true. true. No, but like I was telling Elena earlier, like I have this thing where like I like to see my neighborhood and be in nature, but I also like to look at what's going on and the new places that are coming up for rent or houses coming up for sale. I have my realtor app opens where I Google the listing and I like to see what's going on. And I like to like notify myself as to like, oh, this is how much rents are now. And this is, but this person's moving out. And I also have this passion and this is going to sound so creepy. And my passion to send them to Elena. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yes. That. And when I do evening walks, cause like sometimes I split up my walks. Like if I don't have time to fully finish 5k, I'd like to like split them up. So I'll do like, you know, 45 minutes and then I'll do another hour at night. But when I go out at night, it's my favorite time because I love to go. There's a place in Vancouver called Point Grey Road where these exorbitantly priced mega mansions sit very close to the sidewalk and you can literally see inside them. And I love to go at night and like look in people's windows. (laughs) 
I and do like, the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> we, both, we both live very close to that street. So I, I walk to the left and all the way down the beach and Brooke goes to the right and all the way down the beach. <laughs> yes. And uh, looking in people's windows and seeing the decor, there's this one house that I'm obsessed with. They have an emerald wallpapered dining room with these beautiful wooden chairs and a golden chandelier that the light's always on at night in that room. No one's ever in it, but I just go and stare at the room because it's just so nice. But like doing things like that, I want to do more of like inspiring walks that like are weird to some people. Yeah. Like my husband's like, Brooke, you're so creepy. Get away from that window. (laughs) But I'm like, no, it makes me feel so happy. Like, I don't know why it just does, but doing more things like that, like silly frivolous things that you may not have done before well I always look at it as like you're collecting more data for your brain for your imagination for your dreams right yes that's you know the more you see the more you experience the more vivid your imagination and your dreams have have an opportunity to become Mm -hmm. when you're dreaming at night you might dream of something completely new and different Mm -hmm. that you may have not seen experience is so crucial and I think that we both are true believers in, in making the most of your day, but also just kind of slowing down and just experiencing the moment, the smells, the taste, the sounds, what you're seeing, what you're feeling. It's really, really important. And uh, yeah, I mean, the other day I walked down the beach w- with my eyes completely shut and Frank pulling me, my little French bulldog. And I thought, and like, just stared at kind of at the, at the sky and, and uh, I passed somebody and he kind of looked at me like am I blind like why does she have her eyes shut and just like getting pulled by her dog but it was such a good feeling just to do something outside of your comfort and do something with 100% trust that you're still going to be okay that is so cool I love that and I I just thought of something I feel like as WAGs of SCI you know we've all gone through whether it was we were with our partners at the injury or with them after the injury, we always go through more than most couples go through. We have that vulnerability with our partners that most couples do not. But I find like we all as women in this group have been given these opportunities where we really have the opportunity to appreciate the little things in life more than most people. Um, And I've talked about this in the past before about how, I feel like a lot of people I know don't stop and smell the flowers. Literally, they don't. They don't have time. They they view their life as just an endless schedule and they're always running around, Busy. working, yeah. doing this. And they don't have that same wonder at like the little things in life that only comes when you have to make time for that, for your own health. Right. And and you should, because you don't want life to go by and then think, wow, that was a long year. And what did I do? What what did I see? You don't also have to necessarily go away on a vacation to experience things. Right. That's what I've learned the most about this year is, yeah, sure. It would have been nice to like go to the island and stand at an Airbnb or do whatever, you know, but also it's actually rather nice to just go for a walk in your neighborhood and maybe stay out a little bit longer. And then you don't even have the travel time. So, you know, so there's, you can, you know, just being really happy and and content at home is just, I don't know, it's such a blessing. I feel so incredibly blessed. I know it's been a very, very hard year for so many people and our hearts truly do go out to you. Mm -hmm. And we do do a hundred percent acknowledge that, that it's been a really tough year, but I just want to say, you know, slow down, go enjoy the things around you and be blessed for what you do have. I know truly I'm thankful for what we have for being at home, being in a cozy home, 
being in a clean, warm bed, um, having food on your table, having your partner. I know that many of us listening to this podcast are incredibly thankful that our partners are still here with us. So I just want to say, you know, kind of ended on that note, how so incredibly thankful we are. We're thankful for this group, for each other, for our partners, for all of the things that we already have that we don't need to seek and go find. Totally. A hundred percent. So Thank you for listening to this first episode of 2021 with the Wags of SCI podcast, your hosts, Brooke Paget and Elena Polly. We're super excited about this season. We have some amazing, amazing guests. We have some really incredible topics that we're going to be digging into. We are Woo-hoo! more confident than we were last season, and we're going to delve into deeper things and just stuff that people don't really want to talk about in our community. And we're going to continue that um, as right. our goal for the group into 2021. And so we invite you along uh, to tune in weekly to the Wags of SCI podcast. And as always, if you have any questions for us or you need any support, please email us wagsofsci at gmail.com. And we also have a website wagsofsci.com that we have worked so hard to curate hundreds of resources for caregivers and their partners around the world. So we encourage you to go to the website and check it out. Uh, we have community resources written by Wags of SCI in our community. We have legal resources brought to you by Robin Wishart of Wishart Brain and Spine Law. Um, we have so many, so many opportunities um, on how you can participate as well on the Wags Absolutely. of SCI platform. Yeah, and if you have any topics that you would like to um, hear us talk about or dive further into, please send uh, those to us, and we will we would love to uh, absolutely include you. So, happy January, <laughs> I guess, and, and happy New Year to everybody who's listening out there, and continue following us along. The advocacy and outreach group Wags of SCI is currently a volunteer-based operation. We raise funds year-round to pay for date nights for our couples, essential medical supplies that our members may not be able to afford, mental health support for our WAGs, including counseling, and our amazing meetups led by our volunteer ambassadors around the globe. If you feel called to support our mission, please visit our website, wagsofsci.com, or donate directly to the WAGs of SCI GoFundMe page. We thank you for your support to help make this group possible and make a difference in the lives of SCI couples worldwide.